Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 53, September 5th, 2019, opening day of the 2019 NFL season, the NFL's 100th year, and of course tonight we have the long-awaited matchup between my hometown Chicago Bears and the visiting Green Bay Packers. What a way to kick off the season, and I have some very exciting news to share with my loyal Doggy Juice Pod listeners. I'm officially going to be bringing the podcast on a much bigger platform uh, starting this week. It's now going to be featured on the Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana, which is coming soon, uh, those two websites, and I'm very excited to bring this podcast to an entirely new audience. So for those of you who are new listeners, welcome. It's great to have you here. And just so you're familiar, my, my name's Mike. I'm an attorney and I'm a sports writer living here in Chicago, and I started the Doggy Juice podcast last year. Actually, I re- released the very first episode exactly one year ago from this week. I actually recorded it last year on September 3rd, Labor Day, and then released it on September 4th. So exactly one year almost to the day of the very first episode. We've done 52 now, and uh, this is episode 53, obviously. So I, I, I started it out originally with the intention to update my listeners on state-by-state sports betting legalization, while also at the same time obviously trying to help you all find value on the betting boards and sharing some handicapping techniques that I learned over the years. A lot of that came from the late, great David Malinsky. And now we're 53 episodes in, and to be honest, I couldn't have dreamed for a better first year of doing this pod. It, it started out as as a passion project with the idea that there's going to be a real appetite for this stuff or this type of information as sports betting is legalized state by state and the dark cloud over sports betting is lifted here in America. And so I gambled, so to speak, on there being a big demand for this type of content. And and because I've been there before, I mean, I've years ago, I was trying to find out, you know, whatever information I could that was relevant and beneficial to help me find winners uh, in the betting market. So I knew that there'd be a demand for this stuff. And now as it's being legalized state by state here, I think it was pretty clear that that's the case. You're seeing everyone jump into the to the same ocean right now. So for those of you who were along for the ride last year, last year really was a dream season for me. I'm coming off multiple winning seasons in a row in the NFL and college football, but last year was my best year yet. We hit at an unreal 60-plus percent of the Doggy Juice timestamp posted Twitter plays. Um, those are lane, minus 110, almost all of those picks. So that's you can't do that in the long run. It's just not it's not possible mathematically. I think you, you just want to hit 55% in the long run. But we hit 60% last year. And I also had a really great time last year sharing my weekly Super Contest picks um, on my weekly podcast on our way to an amazing 57-28 and 28 record and second place in the variation of the Super Contest that I play in. So that was a lot of fun, kind of going through the process last year, not only giving out winners every week, but also sharing my reasoning behind those selections. And hopefully I taught some of you all how to fish instead of just catching the fish for you last year. So now here we are one year later with a, a new season in front of us, and I'm very excited to get going. So without further ado, let's get going on this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right, so on Wednesday night, I sat down with our very own resident degenerate, Danimal, to discuss this weekend's action in college football week two and NFL week one. So this episode, um, I'm going to jump to that interview here now, and Danimal and I will break down some of those games for you and and then you'll get a couple of bonus plays from me here at the end after the interview. Sound good? All right, let's get going with the first Doggy Juice Danimal segment of the year. Get 
All right, Doggy Juice Pod listeners, uh, I cannot think of a better first guest to bring on for the 2019-2020 NFL and college football season than our very own resident degenerate, the Danimal. How you doing, dude? I am doing phenomenal. Um, I can't wait. Labor Day kind of kind of screwed me over here, but I am crunching, as everybody knows I do, um, and I'm ready. I'm ready to fire. So, so you just got back really quick. I know you're training for another marathon, like an idiot, but you're you just got back from uh, from the East Coast for Labor Day, you said. Yeah, um, Thursday till Monday, um, East Coast beach bender um, with a little golf and marathon training, obviously during the weekdays. So, like I kind of told you before, I feel like NFL came out of nowhere. Um, I watched zero. I repeat, zero minutes of college football last week. So I am completely ready to fire. <laughs> Let's do this. Sometimes it's best when you didn't watch it because then you're not like remembering what you saw last and stuff. You could come in with like a level head, maybe. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> so we'll just in this uh, in this little interview here, we will start out with um, our favorite preseason win total in the NFL that we have pre-flop here before the season starts, and then we'll move into some college games that we like. We'll talk about the big like marquee matches this weekend, and then we'll look at some smaller college games, and then we'll touch on a few NFL games, and we'll give you our best bets when we're done uh with this so hopefully everyone can make some money off of the doggy juice and animal connection this week but uh let's start out with the with the nfl here though your favorite obviously i think both of us have locked in quite a few preseason bets um and obviously the numbers have moved on a bunch of these too but what's your favorite preseason win total bet that you've made in the nfl and if you have like multiple that's fine too i mean what are you working with right now? I think my favorite, my favorite two are probably Bills over six and a half and Niners over seven and a half. Um, more in line with the Bills. Um, I just think Josh Allen's going to get better. I don't care about McCoy leaving. Um, obviously, he plays this way a long time ago, but I just think their defense is solid. The Dolphins are in their division. The Jets are. Who knows? Um, so I don't know. I like the Bills and um, my Mac guy that lives in Buffalo that had me ride Buffalo college <laughs> yeah. all year was it, couldn't speak higher of them. C- clearly he's a Homer, but I am riding the bills over six and a half. That's good to know. No, it seems like that's what the sharp side was this year, at least taking the bills at that number. And then you said you got the, the 49ers at seven and a half too. I know we both got that at the same out and that's obviously moved up yeah. to eight and a half. Yep. We're sitting pretty. Yep. Um, I guess Jimmy G has looked awful in the preseason, but um, I don't watch the preseason either. So I'm all good with that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm a totally on board with that. Um, totally agree. That's my favorite one. I have seven and a half and eight and a half. It's probably where the number should be, but getting a full like full win on a season win total is really nice. But um, but yeah, no, I, I love that one as well. I'm really I've been on talked about it on recent podcasts here. Why why I think that's one of the best plays we can make. So yeah, we agree there, man. That's a good uh, good to go into the season with those tickets. But let's uh, let's start out with college football. Now we got. Obviously, a few. We're coming into week two now. Week one, there was a lot of, you know, like shittier teams playing a lot of good teams, and same thing this week too. But we do have a few marquee matchups. Uh, the big one being Saturday night in Austin, Texas, where we actually went for your bachelor party last year. Could you imagine if we did that this year for this matchup this weekend? Oh yeah, I would not make it out. We <laughs> would not live. Um, LSU versus Texas. It's at Texas. This line during the summer was like I think it actually opened Texas minus one. And LSU got bet up last week. I think they were three or four points, something like that, last week. And then after this past weekend, they got bet up even more. And now we're sitting at 
LSU laying six points in Texas. You got any thoughts on this one? Um, I hate saying I probably won't bet it because when it comes time and depending how the day is going, I probably will bet it. <laughs> but um, I know I G-chatted you saying I like LSU. I thought the line was minus three or four because somebody on my That's message boards posted that. So I was all <laughs> yeah. in. But um, I know you were going to talk about Todd Herman as a dog. Um, I have yeah. Texas. That's what everyone's talking yeah, about. <laughs> I have Texas under wins, under nine and a half or something. So I think Same. I'm just going to root against Texas. Um and just enjoy the game. I have no lean at this point. No, I agree with you. I'm a uh, same thing here. Got the Texas season win total under, which I don't think we need to necessarily have them lose this game to cash that ticket. Cause they have a bunch of road games against good pack 12 teams or sorry, a uh, big 12 teams this year um, in the conference. But like you, you mentioned it, the Herman angle, like he's 13 and two against the spread his last 15 games as a dog with 10 outright wins. Like I'm, I for me it's Texas and or pass at the current price, but like I'm not going to get involved in Texas unless it hits a touchdown. There's no way it hits a touchdown, so I'm not going to get involved either. My um my dumb brain cannot get around these um ATS trends. Like, how is he so good as an underdog? Why? What is I don't get. What does he do different? Like, does he get? Like, I just don't get it. I would get it if he's like a couple games better, but he is incredibly better. Like, I just doesn't boggles yeah. my mind. It's, it's like the straight-up wins that kill me. I mean, obviously, like a 15-game sample is not like massive, but even when you look back at his time with Ohio State as the coordinator, the offensive coordinator there, he was. it's the same thing. The trend's even like longer then. So it might be like, who knows? He's like reminding his team every week about it or something. And gets him, he obviously does something to fire them up and let them know they're underdogs. So that's what I would think. So, and Texas, and this one, like I think another thing I read was LSU – um, or drawn in the September months as like a really bad ATS record too. And I can't pull any numbers out on that, but I remember hearing something about it. So it's almost like a, you know, Texas, you want to play on that Herman angle and against the Orgeron or in September angle. But when you look at the LSU defensive front and, and Texas didn't really do that well, I think um, we were talking about this before we started recording, but Brad powers at, at pregame.com, he posted uh, a little like article about, or a little blurb about misleading finals last week. And when you look at the game and I, I lost money with, te- with Louisiana tech last week against Texas, I, I took the points, Louisiana tech, but they had a 25 to 24 first down edge, according to Brad powers in, in their game against Texas, they only were out gained by about 31 yards. And they were also were minus two in turnover. So I think Texas, you know, after that big win covering the spread last week, I think like, you know, people might be a, it's a little bit of a phony final there, I think. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, if the line, um, maybe drops back to five or something or even six, I might put a, a unit on LSU. Just, um, I saw some chirping it's a six back now, and, I think is it, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll put yeah. a little, I saw some chirping back and forth with, um, Texas saying they are the DBU. And, um, I did hear some points about Sam Ellinger, obviously a great runner, but LSU's just mm-hmm. strength on defense. They're eventually going to have to throw the ball, but LSU has arguably the best cornerbacks. So um, it's right. really going to take a lot for Texas to be able to score enough that it might be a 30 to 20 game. Right. That's, and it's telling that we're seeing that line move up to six already this week, and it's kind of sticking there. So there's not too much buyback at all. So no, I agree with you. I, for me, it's no man's land, but it's one of those spots where everyone wants to take Texas and Herman – as a dog is the huge angle, but uh, yeah, probably a, a stay away. But um, the other big game on Saturday though, is <laughs> you wouldn't even think it's a big game looking at the spread, but Clemson against Texas A&M 
these two teams met last year and AM and I'm covered that game, but um, Clemson's laying 17 and a half. I think it was 18 and a half when it opened and it was, you know, came down to 17 and a half. Um, obviously A&M is, you know, I think most people's power ratings are a top 10, top 12 team, but that just shows how big the difference is between the, you know, the top heavy Alabama Clemson versus the entire field this year when, you know, the team that's perceived to be one or two in the country is going up against another top 10 team, but they're laying north of 17 points. You, you think there's any value taking the points with A&M here? Yeah. Um, again, I was really praying for 19 and obviously even 20. Um, I think I saw it at 17 recently, 18. I might get in on it. Um, would love the over at 61, 62 as I see Clemson almost hitting 40 on their own at home. And then, um, I do like the angle that, um, Texas A&M's quarterback, Munn, played against them last year as a freshman, obviously at home, but was pretty successful. So they've seen Clemson. They're familiar with Clemson. It definitely helps a little bit. But um, I don't know if I could bite on the 17 and the 65. I did hear um, Stanford Steve actually mention when um, Aura's the bear. One of the other mentioned that when it's two top 10-ish teams and the spread is greater than – 15 or 18 or something like that the underdog has been very bad it's um really it's only a 15 20 game sample size but it was maybe 5 and 12 against the spread 5 15 against the spread where when these big spreads do happen the favorite blows them out that that makes sense if you think about it just because people are thinking oh there's no way they could be laying that many points you know oh it's 17 and a half with a team like with Jimbo Fisher this guy gets his team up every time and then you see that the next thing you know, a Trevor Lawrence has like, you know, five first half touchdowns or something yeah, like that. It's thir- it's 28 to three and a half. Right. Exactly. And then you're, and I also think Clemson is a good chance here of getting involved, getting a defensive touchdown as well. So you know, th- that defense is so good in this situation at home. I could see them scoring on defense as well, but, um, and also like Trevor Lawrence, I know you're out partying on the East coast last week and we weren't watching, but like he did not look that good in their first game, but it was freaking Georgia tech. And like, I'm sure they weren't really running anything big and they weren't giving him too much. He didn't care. You know, he's probably preparing more for this, this game against Texas A&M. So I think people are probably overreacting to that quote unquote, disappointing debut by Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think I'm going to probably take it. If it gets to 20, which I could still see, I mean, people are going to want back Clemson, but if it gets to 20, that's my buy price on A&M for like a decent investment, but I might take a little bit here, but, yeah, it's a know. day game, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, I think it's more of a, if I'm watching, I might bet on it, but I would never um, have it anywhere in my top three, five or any bets at this line right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's uh, move into some games now that we have bet on. Um, and we have, these will be smaller games, most of these, but the first one, I think we have a little disagreement here and it, it involves UCLA and San Diego state. Um, I, I bet UCLA at the, at the opener, it's six and a half. And now it's, you were telling me right before the pot, it's at eight and a half. Now I know it was at seven and a half earlier. Um, but I'm happy I got on the right side of it. I think there's a bit of an overreaction to UCLA. And I think San Diego state, although they don't usually do well at the start of the season, I, I read something about Rocky law and their coach. He's 25, 44 and three against the spread in the first two months of the season. So it's like mainly September. Um, and his teams usually get better later on in the season, but they won six to zero last week over Weber state and UCLA, obviously Dorian Thompson Robinson had like the, probably the worst stats of any college quarterback. I have to like look that up, but it's definitely in the picture last week. So I think people are down on UCLA and that created that value. And I'm happy I got on that number, but you, you're kind of starting to like San Diego state here. You said, 
Yeah, um, not going to lie. Back to my point, I did not watch any football last week, and I just a minute ago saw they beat Weber State 6 to nothing, who um, is an okay college basketball team. Couldn't have even told you they had a football team. So um, I'm not liking that result, but I am a UCLA hater, and I did tell you last week that I didn't like them and that quarterback. Yeah. But um, if I do bet against them, they will probably crush San Diego State. But um, I don't know. I the whole angle that I always hear, um, those California kids weren't recruited by UCLA, most likely, kind of um, when Fresno plays USC, kind of those kids that weren't recruited by the big California schools might add a little bit of fire. Um, wish UCLA didn't look so bad last week, but it also could be Chip Kelly's offense, just not there yet. So again, if it's above seven to eight, eight and a half in a low scoring game, might get the back door by San Diego State. Dude, it's almost like you're reading my notes here. I made some notes for this game, and the last thing I put was the only angle I could come up with to back San Diego State is that some of the players are going up against guys that they maybe knew growing up and want to prove themselves for the recruiting angle. So, well done. No, I, I agree with that. There is that hidden angle that I'm sure is not factored into the line. So I'm sure I'll be like bitching about that when they don't cover next week UCLA. I'll probably think of that as the reason why. Um so that game, obviously, it's up to eight and a half now. So I, I still think anything south of 10 is like decent value in UCLA, in my opinion. But under seven was a, was a full-on play. Um, but that's just my opinion, of course. Let's move on to um, what do I have next here on our little list? Um, okay, so yeah. Oh, this is a good one. So Mizzou versus West Virginia. Uh, I know you like this one. You want to take it away? Yeah, um, I guess Missouri was... Um, got awful last week in the second half. They were up big at Wyoming. I am on Missouri over um, their win total this year, so that does not help at all. Um, I learned about that yesterday, that they lost that game. But overall, <laughs> um, I saw the line start at 11 or so. Um, my local doesn't come on to way late, so I got it at 14. And then I added uh, another unit at 13 and a half, like a complete degenerate. But um, <laughs> in case they win by 14, I'll win a little bit of my money there. Um, I just don't like West Virginia. I've seen a lot of people saying they're a big-time fade team this um, year without Holgerson um, on the road. It's obviously a must-win for Missouri. Um, have to win going away for kind of their hope they're up big in the first half so you think hopefully they jump out early again here and um it's an early game 11 a.m and i just see them blowing west virginia's doors off west virginia struggled big time with james madison at home last week so um i'm just all over missouri i hear you here this is like the classic bounce back spot after really disappointing week one like i was i was tracking that game they were up just like you said they were 14-0 completely blew the lead and but back to that Brad Powers article or thing that we were talking about, another misleading final. Um, he had some some good stuff. I mean, Missouri was minus three in turnovers, so there's that angle against Wyoming. Obviously, playing at altitude does not help either. Um, but you know, it's just stupid little luck things happen for Wyoming to get there too. I think um, Kelly Bryant, Missouri quarterback, he threw an interception um, early in the third quarter uh, in the end zone when they had first and goal on the two. So. There's just all these crazy things that had to align for Wyoming to get there. And then you think about the altitude angle too. Missouri, like you said, they lost. So it's like they're going to have to be all systems go for this one. So I, I hear you. I, I agree with this one, I think. And anything under two touchdowns, it's worthy of a good play. Yeah, I mean, they outgained them 537 yards at 389. Um, and again, if they look like shit again or if they just lose again, then 
obviously off the Missouri train, but um, it's about as bounce back of a game as you could have. Um, so, no, I agree with that. So next game I have on the docket here is uh, Ohio. I know you wanted to touch on Ohio because you got your, your boy, your Buffalo guy that, that gives out all the winners from that region. Oh, yeah. Big on Ohio again. Um, I was big on Ohio going into the year um, as I have them kind of um, winning the MAC and the East um, at some decent odds. But um, overall, I just like them getting, I think it's down to five and a half now. Um, I had it written down as six over Pittsburgh. Ohio took care of business against Rhode Island last um, week. I just, I like MAC teams against lower level power five teams, obviously with a lot to prove with neighboring Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was not impressive against Virginia last week at home losing by 16. So I like anything over a field goal, Ohio at Pittsburgh this weekend. All right. Nice. And then another smaller game that I like kind of similar to the way you like that one, um, except not too similar in any way. Just, I like it like you like that one. Uh, I, I like Marshall, I think, or at least I wanted to be on Marshall catching the points at Boise state, but this is one of those spots. Like I was, I was looking at the game today and um, I wanted to get on Marshall. I was looking at reasons to get on that, but then like the numbers don't really support. I think that the line actually is factoring in everything that I'm factoring in, which is kind of frustrating. The line's so sharp, but uh, Circa opened this one, minus 13, Boise State. Um, it was like immediately bet down to minus 11, but Marshall's at Boise State. Boise State's coming off the, really, I was, <laughs> they took my money last week, and I was on Florida State, and Florida State jumped off to a big lead, uh, laying less than a touchdown, Against Boise, it looked like it was going to be over. And then Florida State was scoreless in the second half. And I should have seen it coming because Willie Taggart, such a fucking shitty coach for FSU, and he uh, he came out days later saying that he found out his team was like dehydrated or something like that. So give me a break there. But um, <laughs> but last week, Boise, like they were – so here's my angle on why I wanted to get on Boise um, – or sorry, on, on Marshall. They, they're on short rest. Obviously, this game's on Friday night. And the Florida State game was on Saturday, all the way on the other side of the country pretty much. And they actually changed the location on that game. It was supposed to be played in in, um, in Jacksonville, but then they moved it to Tallahassee due to the hurricane. And then they had to fly all the way back, get ready to play in a short week. And this it's like a classic letdown spot. Marshall's a really good team too, and um, and also like some stuff on the blue turf because everyone, you know the Smurf turf. We all thought that that was like you know like for so many years that was such a good home field advantage for them. But looking at the numbers, the last fifty one times that Boise State has been laying points at home on the blue field. They're 16 and 35 against the spread. So I think, you know, the market was probably too high on them for a while, but the problem for me, like I've said, it's power ratings wise. This one isn't offering too much value. I think that the market's being pretty sharp and factoring and all that stuff and the, the letdown angle. But I do think that leading up to game days, so this is not one of those ones I bet now at, at 11, I would really want to get at 13 at least, but I wasn't able to get that. But if you can get 14 leading up to the game, I think the public you know, remembering what they saw, saw last with Florida State, uh, might come in and push push this one back up on uh, on on Marshall. Sorry, on Boise State on the spread, creating value on Marshall. So that's my angle. I don't, do you have any takes on that one? Because I know you weren't watching that one. Oh, um, all makes sense. I've seen. Um, I saw a couple people talk about this game. Similar ideas to you. Um, on the flip side, I saw people mention if there are a few teams that could do. Um, this bounce back, it's Boise state who's usually well coached, um, and just some smarter players overall. But, um, I see the lines at 12 right now. So maybe it's eight o'clock game. You might get an extra 
point bump on Saturday night if you're lucky from 13 to 14, but I have no play on that. And the only other thing I had written down here before we jump into NFL is I, for our little like show rundown is Florida State, because I think it was, I was tying that in. Florida State this week plays UL Monroe. Um, and I, I think they're a good look first half. Because Florida State, if you look at that game last week between Florida State and Boise State, it was literally a tale of two halves. Florida State looked so good in the first half yes, last week that like I, you know, it was one of those things where you thought they were going to win the game by 40 points. And I th- the talent was there. And I think taking Taggart and his like lack of adjustments out of the equation um, and only playing Florida State in the first half against UL Monroe this week, if you can get it under, I think if you can get it to 11, I think I've seen 12, so it might be tough to find 10 or 11, but I think that's a, that's a good angle for this week. Um, anything less than two touchdowns in Florida state in the first half. So um, let's move on to NFL though. It's coming along really nicely. So let's, uh, let's jump into that. We got NFL week one started. We're recording this on Wednesday night um, and the bears Packers. We don't have to touch on that. Cause I don't think I'm going to release this podcast in time. Um, but that's tomorrow night, obviously in Chicago, Bears pack. But we, there's a few games I know we both want to touch, uh, touch on for this weekend, beginning with the one that, that I like the most, uh, the Panthers and the Rams. Uh, do you, I, I have plus three on this one, and it's been bet down to two and a half. It was plus three uh, for like all summer and even like last week. But I think over the weekend when they raised the limits, more money came in on on the Panthers drove drove the line down. They're getting two and a half now. So if you're trying to get on the Panthers, I think there's no sense in taking it now. Obviously, you should just wait for another three to pop up, and there's no sense in, in taking the two and a half now. But how, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, are you in agreement with with me here on the Panthers at home? Yeah, I actually I'm um, locked in plus three even um, this morning, and I see it's back to three on Bovada with um, some juice. It's plus three minus one twenty right now. Um, I do like it. Nice. Um, I was gonna take Panthers season win total over, but I completely missed the boat on that as it moved up pretty high last time I checked. Um, a little worried about Newton's um, injury, but people were pretty high on them going into the year because of such a letdown year. Um, I think a lot of people thought a healthy cam would be a, a good bounce back. And um, obviously the Rams are still very much loaded, but yeah. I'll definitely take the Panthers getting three at home on week one. I agree with you. That's my best bet of the week. I think that plus three, I think is the best thing we've done. I, I even took some money light on that too, but I think it should be close. It should be a pick them, even slightly favored, I think, Panthers. But uh, for this one, someone made a good point to the counter that I heard earlier today. And it was basically the Rams. This is as healthy as they're going to be all year. And you know how how much talent they have on that team. But at the same time, like we know about Jared Goff's home road splits and how shitty that is. He just got paid too. So he's probably going out for some nice gluttonous meals after getting paid. So I I think that when you also look at the fact that the Rams – the, the kicker for me in this one, though, when I, before I put any bets down, was the Rams' offensive line is probably their biggest weakness. There's a lot of new parts in there, while the Panthers' defensive front is their strongest unit. That's like the strength of, of what they have. So I think when you factor that in and when you consider, you know, like offensive lines traveling, uh, uh, someone has been quoted to say this. I forget who it was. It might have been Michael Lombardi, but like offensive lines don't travel well. Um and I think this is a spot where that could come into play, especially when you consider that Ron Rivera is good at prepping for the stuff. He's in charge of the defense. He's going to like take it upon himself. It's an important year for him. His job's on the line. They have the new owner in there. So that's my angle. I think that it's just a good look in getting in on the Panthers this week at, at plus three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So 
both agree on that one. Let's move on to what's the what we got next here. Um, oh yeah, Ravens Dolphins. You want to take this one? Um, yeah, I know I mentioned earlier today during um, work, but that Ravens line is such a sucker. But I am all over it. Um, I know it's not going to win, but you have to bet <laughs> the Ravens minus seven. I just I don't see any way around it. Um, I know the Dolphins stink, but they're a team. They're pros, but Total being 38 doesn't help, but I just have to see a 24-14, 27-10 game here. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be good. Lamar Jackson is improving, um, improved the backfield. I just I see no way they don't at least push at seven. So I am all in on the Ravens, even though I know it's a complete sucker bet, as I see this line should be eight or nine. I know it's week one and they're on the road, but I also don't think – Dolphins have that big of home field advantage, maybe with the heat, but um, it's not like it's freezing cold anywhere right now. So I feel like everybody's been practicing the heat. So I am all in on the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Like the, obviously it's tough if you're a Dolphins player to like bring it when the team's literally showing you that they're tanking by trading, trading away guys for draft picks and clearly stockpiling for the future. Like how do you get up for that? But like you said, like they're all professionals. And, and even though like you're right, I agree with you. There's not the typical home field in Miami, especially with the heat. Like you said, the, you know, they're used to it, but like, there's still the travel angle and these guys are still NFL players. Like I'm not going to bet Miami taking plus seven, but like, that's the only way I think I'd look in, in this spot. And like, I, if, you know, if someone wants to beat me, beat me laying seven points in a really low total, then that's the way I want to go down. But like, I'm still not going to bet, bet this game i don't you know at least at this price but have you thought of a teaser on this one because you can tease down to like raven because it's in a really small spread or really small total like that the game the points are more valuable you can like take an over 32 and a and a ravens just to win outright pretty much could be worth a look they get like defensive yeah. touchdown or something you're you're in the chips yeah, I think, um, again, when I'm bored tomorrow on the bus or something, I will definitely place a teaser with the Ravens, um, whether it's with the Panthers or um, somebody else, maybe even the Pats to get that down to a pick. I will mm-hmm. definitely have the Ravens in one teaser. Yeah, I hear that. And I'm like, I've told you know, I'm like totally anti ever teasing a total ever. But like, if there's ever a game where you were going to do it, it would probably be this one because you could just get them to win outright and, and either go under or over an already low spread or sorry, an already low total, but, but yeah, no, I hear you. I just feel like it might've run so far now and Miami might be reading the press clippings, but we'll see. That's gonna be like 36 to zero. And you're gonna be like, Hey, I told you so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, all right. Next one I got on the list here is bills versus jets. Uh, jets are laying three points. It's another low total. I think it was, it was like 38 and a half also 39 and a half. Something like that. And, um, It'll be an interesting game because Sam Darnold's second year and stuff. But what are your thoughts on this one? You got any any lean in this one? I mean, if you were listening earlier, you know my um, my Bills love. Um, so I have locked in the Bills getting a field goal um, at even, which I like. And I will probably, depending on how Saturday goes, sprinkle a little on that Bills Mafia money line. Um, and I do love Sam Darnold, um, USC boy. I think he's going to be a very successful quarterback um again i'm just i'm high on the bills um and till the jets prove me otherwise i will gladly take points in this toss-up of a game mm-hmm. I, I hear that um I, I got no opinion on that one i'm just gonna watch and learn but i i'll be cheering for the bills now just for you although i actually might take the <laughs> low-key might take the jets in the 
super contest variation I do just because it's two and a half and obviously getting like a to win by a field goal is pretty key. That's fair. You know, but I, I'm just taking a look at it. I don't think because I, I, I tend to agree with you. The value probably lies with the bills, at least catching three. But um, another one that I both that, that I know we both want to talk about. This is one that I have my eye on also for the super contest. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Kansas City's laying three and a half. I've even heard of some fours. I haven't seen them myself because I haven't been able to bet on one. But Kansas City's laying three and a half consensus right now in Jacksonville. Total, I think, is sitting at 52. Um, I like the Jags here, and I'll, I'll explain the reasons why. But do you want to, uh, what, what, do you have any thoughts on this one? Do you have a, a certain lean? Yeah, I am leaning um, to the over 52 because I am a degenerate. Um, and I watched Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill carry me to a fantasy football championship. Um, the Jags offense should be much improved with Nick Foles. Um, not sure about how their defense will be this year. Obviously good, but I don't really think it matters when you're playing the Chiefs. Um, shouldn't be many weather issues. I don't know if the heat might bring them down a little bit, but like I mentioned earlier, any total that's hovering around 50 for the Chiefs when they can hang 35, 40 on anybody is very enticing. So here's I, – I don't necessarily disagree with the overall total, but I think the Chiefs love – this is where I might disagree just because last year, obviously, they were the most prolific offense like we've ever seen. But I think expecting them just to pick off where they left off might be asking a little bit, especially early on in the season where there's more, you know, there's more rust – but at the same time, the counter of that is is Andy Reid did play his guys in the preseason, and Andy Reid with time to prepare is another huge thing. I mean, I think he's his ATS record when he's had time to prepare, like a bye week, is insane. I don't have anything in front of me, but um, I think the humidity could be a factor. But people, my my angle for the Jaguars here is it's twofold. I think that um, everyone remembers last year's Jaguars, but people kind of forget that they were literally like leading the Steelers or who did they lose to the Patriots? They were yep. beating the Patriots in the AFC championship game two years ago with that defense and friggin' Blake Bortles is their quarterback. Last year they decided to like stupidly kept Bortles and had some issues. But I think this is still the defense is still that high level defense. And now with Nick Foles in there, it's definitely certainly an upgrade. I mean anything is, but um just an extra year of, with everybody else, and now they have Nick Foles. I think this could be a good buy-on time for them. And I think this is a, a line where, like, three or four weeks into the season, we're like, holy shit, the Chiefs were laying three and a half in Jacksonville. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, the rest of the season, that's like a pick em game or something like that. I, that's my thought. I mean, I could be wrong. But I think this is, like, the ultimate buy-high time on on the Chiefs and buy-low time on the Jaguars. So that's my angle. I've, I've, I'm in play at three and a half already, but I, I'll play more at four. But this one, it's just a simple, like, it's my favorite angle in the NFL is playing the short home underdog. So that's, that's where I'm looking. Um, I think we, I just have one more game here for the NFL for us to cover. Um, and that is the Steelers and the Patriots on Sunday night. I think this one was at six for a while, but I think the Pats are laying five and a half now, if I'm not mistaken. I, do you, do yeah, you have any, six any again. Um, six again. Yeah, I haven't looked into this one much. Um, I do know that the Steelers and many teams don't ever win in New England. Um, I know Steelers have all problems with um, the Patriots in New England. Obviously, playoffs are a little different story. Um, not sure exactly how the no Antonio Brown thing is going to play out. Obviously, Juju is talented as can be. Um, 
ah, every time I think the Patriots are going to get older and stink, they clearly um, prove me wrong. So I hate both of these teams, but I think it might be um, a night game. So (laughs) my money will probably be thrown somewhere and it will probably be thrown on the Steelers root against the Patriots, but I have no backing to any of that other than my hatred for the Patriots. Yeah, no, I hear that. You think in a situation like this, the only quote unquote value is really, you know, just the other way It's not, not the Patriots, but then when you've been betting against the Patriots, you know, against the spread the past 20 years, you're like, you know, you're living under lower Wacker drive in Chicago right now, if you've been doing that. Yeah. So, so no, I agree. There's definitely like a no play on the spread. Um, I'm inclined to take the under, but I think there was money that came in on the under, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it's at 49 and a half. Yeah, which is, yeah. I think it was like 50 and a half or 51. At one. So if that ticks back up, I could, I could maybe take a little bit. I think that I like unders in general the first couple of weeks. And if this one's one of those games where you get a little bit of extra public money on it, 52 would be an auto play on the under, but like, you know, I just think it's the spot where Patriots might try to slow it down ground and pound early on, maybe even a first half under, you know, kind of feel it out. So I, that's the only way I'd look in this one, but I'm definitely not touching the spread uh, going into it, but it's a good watch and learn spot for sure. So, um, I think that's it. Are there any other NFL games you want to talk about before we go to best bets? No, that is, that's all for me from the NFL. All right, cool. So let's finish up. This actually is going pretty much perfect time here. Um, let's finish up with a couple best bets. Give me, I mean, there's two or three you got with, and it could be something we've already talked about too, but uh, what do you got for us? What are your, what are your Danable week one NFL best bets? Um, again, the Ravens, it's up there. It's definitely an uh, not all in already this early. Um, and then the two college ones are Mizzou, which I touched on. And then UCF over FAU. It's around 10, Ooh. 10 and a half. Um, UCF has Wimbush from Notre Dame. They put up about a hundred in week one. Um, FAU got smoked by Ohio state. They're down 30 in the first quarter. UCF loves running up scores. And I think they run it up on Lane Kiffin and win by 21. So Baltimore minus seven, Mizzou minus 14 and UCF minus 10. Love the favorites. That's good. So, Hey, you know, it's one of those weeks where it could work some overreaction too on some teams. I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, well, I mentioned UCLA before I can't give out UCLA at eight and a half, but if that gets to seven, that's definitely a spot where I, I love. I would definitely add more at that price, but I obviously can't mention that now. Um, in the NFL, I guess same with the Panthers. I guess if you could find three at minus 120, that's doable. It's like sucks to pay that juice, but um, if that's out there now, that's good enough as a best bet for me to give out. So give me give me the Panthers at plus three um, and wait wait on that one, though. If people have, you know, if you've got two and a half or three with a lot of juice, the only way it could really move to your benefit. There's just no value. The relative value on, you know, two and one, as we know, is, it's pretty minimal. So it's definitely worth waiting out for the three, um, that one. And then Jaguars getting the points against the chiefs. And then I also have a teaser. I like this week, six point teaser on the teasing the Panthers up through three and the seven from that two and a half up to eight and a half. But if they get to three, you know, it's not as much value. It's just, good as a standalone to take them at plus three so um i like the cowboys is the other leg of that teaser and if the panthers are at three you can add the arizona cardinals to that one teasing them up through two and a half to eight and a half and and um and along with dallas just winning the game outright against your new york giants you're a giants fan. Do, really quick do you have a, do you have a take on the 
on the Giants game? Yeah, um, I bet a couple months ago on the Giants plus seven and a half because I figured the line can only improve. I don't know why I just figured that. Um, so I have them plus seven and a half. I You're don't right. like the Giants. Yeah. I, I did. I don't like the Giants at all this year, to be honest. Um, but Dallas, they always play them hard. I think that's a three to seven point game. So I did end up teasing them, um, the Cowboys down to one to hopefully try and middle that. Land that um, middle. But, yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I am not too high on that game at all. So, have like a 10 point game at the end. You get that Eli Manning backdoor cover. <laughs> or not backdoor. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you middle them both. But uh, another quick angle to it. I was talking about that Cardinals game, but I do like the under. Uh, I think it's at 47 on that, really 48s where I, I didn't t- put a full unit out, and I'm wishing I did, but um, under a 48 on that. I think it's a simple plan. For me, it's a combo of Matt Patricia just wanting to, to play his style, got his guys to slow down the Lions team, um, and then the Arizona Cardinals looking at a rookie quarterback, Cliff Kingsbury, first year coaching the NFL. I don't think we're going to see it's going to be, we're going to see some lumps early on with that team. So I'm expecting a lower scoring game in that one. So another, my final best bet here on this little doggy juiced animal is uh lions under lions cardinals under 47 or better if you can get 48 then it's full on full unit play so that'll do it though i think that's it i think we're we're all good right all sounds good yeah I got, I got nothing else just a just those couple mortgage bets yeah <laughs> all in baby all in all the chips in the middle and week oh, two, yeah. week two college week one nfl you can't build up. You can't build a bankroll if you don't go all in early. <laughs> can't lose a bankroll. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was good. Uh, it's good bringing you on, and we'll we'll bring you on again. Obviously, next we want to make you a featured part of the the doggy juice pod this fall with your your Danimal picks. So, thanks for uh, for the inaugural one, and good luck with the bets, man. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. All right, dude. Take care. All right, Danimal, thank you very much for coming on this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. I'm just going to finish it up really quickly here with a couple additional best bets that I have. Um, Obviously, the Panthers plus three is my favorite NFL side uh, that I have in pocket for week one. It's no longer available in the current market as of Thursday night here, but I still think there's a good chance if you're monitoring the market on Sunday morning, some of that public money coming in on the Rams might move this line back up. So be on the lookout for that one. But a smaller play on the Panthers getting a couple points and a little sprinkle a little bit of money line too, but you really want to catch that full field goal to get the full value on that one. Um, and then college-wise, we we kind of touched on a lot of it, but another game I'm on, and you could check out my article I wrote for Bet Chicago um, earlier today. Um, I'm on the Nebraska Cornhuskers in Colorado, facing Colorado. I got three and a half. This line never came down to three, but it's it's four in the market right now, and minus four is fine as well. Basically, it's a situation where the market's overreacting to the two teams in their, their first games. Uh, Nebraska looked pretty underwhelming in their first game at home, but I don't think they're really giving away too much. And then, obviously, Colorado, they beat Colorado State 52-31, to 31, uh, covering that spread. But at the same time, that there's when you look at the numbers of that game, uh, it's it was really one of those games where it was a lot closer than the box score indicated. So check out that article on Bet Chicago. You'll, you'll hear more of my reasoning behind that. But I'm I'm on the Nebraska Cornhuskers this weekend, and then finally a total that I really like. Um, I'm, I'm liking that that primetime total under between LSU and Texas. I found a 57 already. The market price is 56 and a half as of Thursday afternoon. I think if you 
the way I would play it is I would take a partial position now at 56.5 or 57 if you can get it, but then wait to add more on Saturday if the public gets involved here and pushes the line back up. We might even see a 57-58 consensus line, uh, consensus total across the board. So I would wait on that, but if you want to feel like you want to get involved now, maybe put a little partial position down on that now. But otherwise, that's it for the plays this week. As always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at doggyjuice. And be on the lookout for our next episode next week on our new platform. Be sure to visit Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana coming soon. And I will talk to you all later. Good luck this weekend and good luck with your bets. Take care. Doggy Juice out.